going to be speaking tonight on uh, the message I titled, Glory and Shame. Glory and Shame. How troubling is shame to the human soul? How troubling is shame to the human soul? Does God care when we go through that? Many of us have suffered shame. And they come to us through different avenues for different reasons. And you feel ashamed. And sometimes that can be in your life for a very long time. You are disappointed. Sometimes you don't even want to go on because of what's happened to you. That's brought shame to you, sometimes to your family, to everybody around you. It's, it's a very painful thing. Shame is defined as disgrace, humiliation, embarrassment. That's shame. But glory is defined as splendor, wonder, beauty. Shame is never from God. If you're suffering through anything that causes you shame, that causes you to bow your head, that are not able to lift up your head, it's never from God. It originated from the enemy. And that's why he's there. But the wave of glory from God wipes out every shame. Everything that causes you shame, just a wave of glory from God will eradicate it. Just a single wave of glory from the Lord will destroy that in your life. Shame is a very troubling thing in a man's heart. And so God addresses it. In Isaiah chapter 54 verse 4, God addressed this. He says, do not fear. That's for you, children of God. God is speaking to you tonight. Don't be afraid. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. You will not be humiliated. Nothing can humiliate your life. Nothing will cause you embarrassment. If there is something that is embarrassing, causing embarrassment in your life, the wave of glory will come over you tonight and wipe that thing away from your life. In the name of Jesus, this year is the year of glory from God for his people. The year of honor, wonders in your life. That's what the Lord is going to do for us. God says, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced. God will not allow you to be disgraced. No matter how hard they try, when it's all over, the word of God is going to prove to be the truth. All things work together for good to them that love God. Not only that, but those who are called according to his purpose. Not your purpose, his purpose. All you have to do is keep loving him. No matter what's happening in your life, it's going to turn out for your glory. In Jesus' name. It's got to turn out for your glory. God says you will not be disgraced. For you 
will not be put to shame. God is saying categorically, shame is not your portion. If you are a Christian, shame, humiliation, that's not your portion. Disgrace is not your portion. Anything that will cause you to hang your head down, will not, that's not your portion. That's not going to be part of your life. God says that's not for you. He says you will forget the shame of your youth. There are things that have caused you shame in the past. That's what God is saying. There are things that have come into your life in the past. But today is a new day. Amen? Today is a new day. You will forget all of those things that cause you shame. You will forget them because of God's wave of glory over your life this year in the name of Jesus. And I'm speaking to every one of you. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the blood of Jesus, everything that's caused you shame, that brought you disgrace or humiliation, all of those will be swallowed up in the glory of God the honor of God over your life, the wonder of the power of the Spirit as it walks over your life. You see, you have to believe these things because it's the truth. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. I don't care what's been happening in your life. God is going to do a new work this year and he will complete it in Jesus' name. Good things are coming into your life by the power of the name of Jesus. Good days are ahead of us. Everything that's brought reproach to your life, I cancel tonight with the power of the blood of Jesus. Only that which is good, which is from the Father, that's your portion. Only what God has ordained is going to be your portion. Shame is from the enemy. And that's not your portion. That's not your inheritance. The Bible says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you must condemn. He says, this is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. This is God's portion for you. That's what God is saying. Everything that's against your life will not prosper. Everything that's for your promotion, that's what's coming to you this year. In the name of Jesus. You know, there is a big difference between the opposite of shame is, is glory. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 25, it says, The wise shall inherit glory. Amen? The wise shall inherit glory glory, but the legacy of fools is shame. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. Because you know God, God considers you the wise. The wise will inherit what? Glory. That's wonder. That's wonders for your life. That's what God wants to do. There are things that bring shame to us. 
primarily sin. Sin can truly bring disgrace to a man. I think there's a scripture that says, by means of a horish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. You know that scripture? Sin can destroy a person's life. Sin can bring you so much shame. Incurable disease is another one. Some diseases, you can't even tell people what you're going through. It brings shame even to your family. Not only shame, he steals from you. He causes distress for the whole family. And there are some incurable disease, people don't want to talk about it. They would rather hide it. It's never from God. Amen? It's never from God. A wave of glory from God can destroy that. Defeat is another one. Failure is another one. Stagnation. Where from year to year you are just there. No progress. There's nothing in your life to show that something good is coming. If it's not growing, it's dying. And when you are experiencing that, you feel ashamed. Especially when you're around people who are talking about things that are going on good for them. There's that feeling of shame. Stagnation is, 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 is deadly. Then there is loneliness. Another key one is demonic oppression or demonic possession. A lot of people don't understand that can really bring shame into a family. Because demonic oppression will make, cause people to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Demonic oppression, demonic possession, you just dull spiritually and do dumb things. Argue against scriptures and all of that stuff and act silly. Pray for our children. Sometimes the children think they are smart. But then they put their hands into things that they shouldn't. And before, no, before they know before you know our spirits, they are already demonic, demon oppressed. And sometimes possessed and they're still normal. They can talk to you at home, but they're possessed already. They won't even know it. And then they do things that bring shame to the family. You can't, when a demon takes over, you can't even confuse the kid. They can't see nothing. They think you're right, you don't. May God help us in Jesus' name. Those things bring shame into the family. For a Christian, it's tough when you when you are aware there's a demonic oppression in your life, and 
there is no way out. And maybe because of activities, you know, maybe things in the past, how do you get out of this? Today, as Christian, you hear things. These guys are unique, but they're not even ashamed of it. But he brings shame to the family. All of these things cause shame. But that's not our question. Amen? Jesus came to take that away from us. And if you are experiencing that, tonight is a night of deliverance. I don't care how it came into your life. God wants to bring deliverance into your home, into your life, if you will believe. Remember what the Bible says. All things are possible to them that believe. You just need to recognize what's bringing shame to your life. Amen. Recognize what's bringing shame into your life. Because that's not your portion. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's not your portion. That's not something you can accept. And when you stand your ground, the devil will give. No doubt about it. He will give because it's not your portion. I remember when Toju was born, the doctors told us he's not going to make it past 15. Remember, Mama? They called us from Austin, Texas, that that boy, he's going to be mentally retarded all his life. I said, not my boy, maybe your boy. It's never going to happen in this family. I was with Angela's sister, very smart lady. And she knows a medicine. She's a doctor. <laughs> a lot of smart people in that family, okay? <laughs> and she was educating me and telling me what I was dealing with. I knew what I was dealing with. And, and we talked for a while. And then I told her, listen, I dealt with what you were telling me now. In 1987, and we were talking about it in 1983, I said I dealt with him with what you're telling me now. In 1980, I mean 1987 or 1986, back when I was in Georgia, I dealt with what you're talking about now, so I'm not afraid of that stuff. He's going nowhere. And I gave her a little bit of what I was talking about. And for some reason, she understood what I was saying and didn't push it anymore. And the day they did the operation in the hospital, she called. We called her, and she says, she was quiet for a while, and she says, it's just like what you said. It's not going anywhere. Amen. The doctors have told us there's nothing there. This is what's going to happen to you. Join this support group and all of that. That's what they're going to do. I wasn't worried at all. I believe that's not my portion it can't come to my family. My children are blessed according to the word of God. Believe on the Lord and you will be saved in your house. His God said, I will bless you and bless your degeneration after you, even to the tenth generation. How can a curse come into my home where I will be bound to a kid? I can't do anything. 
because I have to deal with support groups for my child. No, 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 no. That's not the way. That's not from the Bible says the blessed shall be the fruit of the womb. And that's not that doesn't look like blessing and it's not coming to my home. And Angela was with me, we stood our ground. Shame is not your portion. No matter what it is. Another thing that causes uh, shame is poverty. That this shame thing is a dirty word. Poverty is a dirty word. Amen. No matter what the situation is, I'm saying for the Ark Fellowship, this is a year of prosperity. Can I hear an amen? This is a year of blessing. This is a year of blessing for every one of us. You know, in Second Kings chapter 5, the Bible spoke about Naaman. It says Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Syria. He was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. His master loved him. He was a great man. Because by him, the Lord, now notice that, the Lord. Who? The Lord. Even though he was a Syrian, the Lord had given victory to Syria through this man. He was also a mighty man of valor. But a leper. That's his shame. He was a great general. A great man. Loved by the king. Honored by everybody. But he had a but in his life. And that canceled everything else. He was a leper. I'm sure you'll tell him everything that he's accomplished. And if he tells you his heart, his heart could only be free from this thing. This is the thing that's keeping me down. I can't even enjoy fully all that God has done for me because of this one thing. Do you understand what shame is? Just because of this one thing. He couldn't enjoy life. Look at all the accomplishments. But for this one thing, an incurable disease. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from all their destruction. You see, God is still sending his word today. And that's what the word we are proclaiming tonight. No matter what's happening in your life, no matter what disease it is, no matter what's healing your life and causing you shame, the Lord is sending his word tonight to deliver you from that destruction. To deliver you from that shame. And to free you so that you can inherit glory. According to the word of God. The wise shall inherit glory. Amen. 
exaltation. The wise. And you are the wise. In this present world, you are the one that God is giving true wisdom. He gave you that. You couldn't know Christ if it were not from the wisdom of God. Jesus said, you didn't choose, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Jesus said, no man can come to me except my heavenly Father draws him. Everyone who is heard from the Father comes to me. If you've heard the word of wisdom from God, you go to Jesus. And he honored you. He pulled you to himself. And you are the wise of the world. And according to the scriptures, your inheritance is glory. Not shame. I say it again. Your inheritance is glory, not shame. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I don't care what you feel about yourself. God says you are wise. In fact, in the New Testament, he says he gave you the wisdom of Christ because Christ has become to us the wisdom of God. If you are in Christ, you have the wisdom of God. You are wise. Therefore, you should and must inherit glory, not shame. Amen. Everything that's going to cause shame in your life will never meet you. They'll pass over you. Because you are covered tonight with the blood of Jesus. Only glory shall be your inheritance. Because that's what God has set aside for you. And no man can take that away from you. Unless you let it. No one. You see, we have to believe God. Amen? We have to believe God. Otherwise, we are going to walk like ordinary people. You see? Just like ordinary people. When I set my mind by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to pray for them and they're going to be healed. Guess what God does? He heals them. I don't stress. I'm more into what's going to, how they come to church than whether God will heal them or not. Can I heal anything? I can't even heal a fly with a broken wing. But I know he could. And he can. And so all I need to do is just be there. And I don't have to pray long prayers. Uh, Josh was there. And we don't pray long prayers. And God heals them. And I just enjoy myself as I watch him do his work. Amen. God will give you glory this year in Jesus' name. I need you all to wake up inside of you. No matter what's happening in your life, things are going to change this year in the name of Jesus. Things will change. I really believe this with all of my heart. Some of you were here years back where we, when I, I told our church we were not going to have a dead person, in the, uh, somebody die in our church for that one year. You were here. And I told the church, believe with me, nobody's going to die this year. And Papa Smith says, I'm tired, I want to go home. I said, please go and tell him it's not time, not this year, tell him another year. He's not going anywhere. And we tricked him so he could be praying for people on, uh, at the altar. So he gets very excited about praying for people. And he prayed for Pete. Many of you remember Pete. Pete was a drug addict. 
preach to Pete today is a preacher. Amen. Pete is a preacher today. Papa Smith got on his knees and was praying fervently. We tricked him. That was good. <laughs> he stayed with us. Amen. Because he's as, as you will. He said, I will satisfy you with long life. When you are satisfied, then you can go home. That's my portion. And that's your portion. Amen. Until I'm satisfied, I'm tired. The bones are too weak. I'm tired. I want to go home. Then I go home. But no disease is going to take me out of here. Don't have the power. Amen. All power has been given to me, Jesus said, in heaven and on the earth. Disease doesn't have any power if Jesus has all of them. Right? So why are you so scared? Doctor said, doctor said, doctor said. Oh. So God can heal us. God can heal us. Defeat and failure. These are not for us. Never give in to failure. Never give in to discouragement. This year, resist discouragement. No matter what's coming at you, say in the name of Jesus, I reject you. I'm not going to be discouraged because discouraging times will come. When you hear like the words I'm speaking to you tonight, Satan is going to test you to see if you truly believe. And God will allow it. I said the other Sunday that Jesus said to Peter, to Peter Simon, Simon, Satan had asked for you. <laughs> right? To sift you that he may sift you as wheat. He says, but I prayed for you. That your faith should not fail. And when you've returned to me, strengthen your brother. You got some experience in this business of being tempted? Then strengthen your brother. Show them how to do it. Amen? (laughs) He's going to try you to see if you give in. But don't give in. Stand your ground. Let him know, as far as I'm concerned, this year is a year of fruitfulness. This is my year of jubilee. No matter what you do to me, things are going to change. All things work together for good to them that love God. And I am a lover of God. I don't care what you think. I love God. Amen. If you don't love God, you won't be here tonight listening to me. (laughs) You love God. That's why you're here. And because you love him, all things are working for your good, including the negative things. He says it's according to his purpose, not your purpose. Just let him finish his work. Sit back. Put on your seatbelt. You are going for a ride. It's going to be fun. Amen? That's what God wants to do for us. So f- defeat, that's when you are going, in, going to it on your own. You think you can handle it. Sometimes we say, well, I, God, just, this is, this, it's okay, just, I can handle this. <laughs> Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. When you go it on your own, that's when you suffer defeat. 
when you are so confident in yourself, something may have taken place and you're going to suffer defeat. Defeat is never from God. Defeat is your own doing, Satan assisting it. That's defeat. It happened to the children of, uh, of Israel in Joshua chapter 7. They had gone out to Jericho and they defeated Jericho. And they saw this little town, Ai, and they thought to themselves, we don't all need to go. We don't need to go. Just give us a few thousand men and we'll take that city. But what they didn't know, an enemy had come into the camp. And God wasn't going with them. When you go on your own and God's not with you, you're going to suffer defeat. We need God at at all times. You can't go it on your own. You need God. You will suffer defeat. And defeat will bring shame. So they went. And they were defeated. Because Achan has brought something into the camp. And God said, I didn't go with them. They went on their own. I wasn't with them. God told Joshua, they're sin in the camp. They went on their own. I didn't go with them. And so this little tribe or little nation defeated them. And Joshua cried out to God. They took care of the problem and God said, okay, now I'll go with you. And it was a piece of cake. Amen? They had to deal with it. There was nothing there. You will always suffer defeat when you gain confidence in your own ability and you go for it on your own. You will suffer defeat and shame. Failure It's always the enemy's work, never from God. We were not created to fail. No Christian is created to fail. One or two made it very clear. It says, this is written for the generation to come. A people that is not yet that have not yet been created. And that's us. We were created in Christ Jesus. And if Jesus is in you, you can never know failure. There is that word failure for the Christian is a a dirty word. That's a curse word. It is nothing like failure for the Christian. How can Jesus be in you and you fail in life? It's impossible. You can never fail in life when Jesus is in your life. We have to believe it. Because the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. You have to believe it. Even though you have the symptoms of failure, don't accept it. Stay with the word of God. Because God says he will never abandon you. He will always be there for you. You can never suffer failure. You know, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 through 12, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. He's your God tonight. There is no need to be dismayed. There is no need to be afraid. He said, I will strengthen you so that you will not fail. You feel like you're failing? Yeah, God says, I will strengthen you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. I will hold you up. 
so that you don't fall down, you don't fail. And everyone that's been against you, those who are incensed against you, they are waiting for you to fail. They've been talking behind the back and your back and saying all kinds of things about you. I'm aware of those things. They can gossip as much as they want, but God will promote you in their sight and make a statement with your life if you stay with him. He'll let them know who the real boss is. He will never let you suffer shame. No failure for the believer. There is no failure because God says he will always be there for you. He will always uphold you. When it seems like defeat, God is there. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't need a nap. He is always awake for his people. He watches his people. They are so dear to him. Jesus gave us a statement. He says, which of you, if you have a hundred sheep and one is lost, what you do? You leave the, that 99 and you go after that. That's how precious you are to him. He can't let you go. He'll take care of you. That's the commandment he received from the Father. Jesus received that commandment. He says, those that you are, this commandment I received from God, from my Father, that those that you have given to me, not one is lost. He'll protect every one of them with his life. That's how precious you are to him. The trouble is we don't believe these things. We don't act on them. We don't carry ourselves that way. We hang I will walk with our heads hanging down because of the things, the things, our five senses and the things that are happening in our lives. And we don't trust the word of God. Yeah, you deal with a lot of issues. When they bother me, I go pray in tongues. Amen. Till they disappear in my mind and I'm no longer bothered. Because my future is good. Your future is good in Jesus' name. Nothing. God will always be there. Poverty is one thing. But the Bible says in Hagar chapter 2 verse 8, the silver is mine, God says, and the gold is mine. Everything belongs to our Heavenly Father. In fact, Paul said, all things are yours. All of it. I always try to remind myself, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why would you say that? Because want wants to tempt you, okay? <laughs> to see if you will accept it. It makes sense? Want wants to tempt you to accept that this is the way things are going to be. I don't have any skill. I don't have anything. There's no way I can make it. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. That's all stupid. Stay with the word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I got a lot I wanted to share tonight. Stagnation. 
pray against it. Fast if you need time. Because it's not of God. God didn't ordain that. Loneliness. This is probably one of the greatest trouble in life. I'm not too sure if I fully understand this because I don't feel lonely. Even if I'm alone, I just don't. It's just not part of me. Uh, I don't know why. I just, I'm not lonely. I know I need people, but I can be on my own. I get busy doing something. I just don't know. But you see, one of the greatest troubles in big cities, people can be surrounded with people and still be very lonely. People everywhere. They're in church, surrounded with brothers and sisters, but they're still lonely. Loneliness is never from God. It's a feeling. I'm alone. The man at the pool of Siloam, or the pool of Bethesda, in John chapter 5, He typified what I regard as shame. He had everything. For 38 years, he had been in that condition. And what caused it? Sin. Jesus said, sin no more, so worse thing doesn't come upon you. So sin brought an incurable disease into his life. His only hope was the pool of Bethesda. And he was there year after year. I don't know how long. I don't know how long he was sick before he discovered the pool. But for 38 years, if he was 20 years old before that thing happened, I'd tell you to that. Sitting there. with an incurable disease and nobody no friend he was on the alone but God sent his word he sent his wave of glory to this young this man he was sitting there Jesus asked him a simple question do you want to be made well do you want to be well? Because he's, he, you're talking to me. I've never had anybody to help me. I've been here. He says, I tried when I was younger. I was trying to get to the pool. But before I get to the pool, somebody else gets in before me. So I have been here. I had no one to help me get in the pool. He was lonely by himself. No family member. Rejected. But Jesus found him. And brought him glory. Amen. He wiped away his shame. That one day. You don't have help. Jesus is your help. When they have abandoned you. And everyone is speaking ill of, of you. 
and they are saying bad things about you. And it seems like nobody really cares. Nobody really understands. Guess who understands and who is walking your way? It's an amazing thing. Jesus went there. There were several people there. You know this? He did for this one man and he he left. For 38 years, no help. Lonely by himself. And then Jesus came. How long have you been in your situation? Not really long. Tonight is your night in Jesus' name. God is going to bring you out of that and bring you out of that shame because he loves you. If you feel like you're alone and nobody really understands and you are alone, just in there by yourself, have no way to get help, Jesus is your help tonight. And he'll free you from that situation and bring you glory. Today we are reading about this man, right? And until this earth passes, We'll be reading about the man in the pool, by the pool of Bethesda. What greater glory do you want in life? Amen. We talk about this man constantly. Stand up with me tonight. God is in the business of turning our water into wine. Amen. Making life beautiful for us. You're here tonight. If there's anything in your life that you believe is causing your shame, and you're saying, God, if I could only get away from this, this one thing, everything else seems okay, but once we get to this one area, I hear the real stumbling block. God, I wish you could help me with this. God wants to help you tonight. Amen. If you are in that situation, all heads bowed tonight. I won't let God do that for God, not for pastor, not for anybody. Don't really care. But that's you tonight. And you say, God, I need help in this one area. It's causing me so much problem. Would you put your hand up quickly? Put your hand up with the mic down. Thank you. God, you you saw those hands tonight. Jehovah God. God of Abraham. God of Isaac. God of Jacob. You brought glory to this this man's life. And spiritually, we are your children. And we have a covenant with you. And our covenant portion is glory. I speak glory into these lives tonight. That their shame will be wiped away in the name of Jesus. Everyone who is standing here tonight before you, whatever is causing shame in your lives will be destroyed tonight because their inheritance is glory according to your word. Amen. Let me give you one scripture that you need to pray. Okay? Psalm 69 verse 
you need to pray this to the Lord. If you are waiting on God for your situation, pray this to him. He's recorded. Let not those who wait on you, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed because of me. Let not those who seek you be confounded because of me. Amen? Now, pray that to him because you are his child. There are others that are waiting. They are looking to see what God's going to do for you. Let that give you comfort in your soul. And also, check Isaiah 49, verse 23. Read those scriptures and believe them. Amen? God bless you. We're dismissed.